Welcome to our series, Alumni Conversations, where we sit down with alumni from our executive education programs to hear how their experience has had an impact. Today, Lori Spadero, Director of the Master of Business Operational Excellence Program, sits down with Rahul Panapa, MBOE Class of 2020. Rahul serves as Assistant Director of Dining Services at The Ohio State University. Listen to hear how Rahul's role had to pivot and adapt during 2020 and how he had the support of MBOE to help him through it all. Hello and welcome to our MBOE Alumni Conversations webinar. My name is Lori Spadero and I'm the director of the MBOE program at Fisher and I'm also a 2016 graduate of the program. And thank you for taking your time to spend with us today. Today's special guest is Rahul Panapa, Assistant Director of Dining Services at The Ohio State University and Rahul is a 2020 graduate of the MBOE program. Rahul, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Lori. Rahul, tell us a little bit about OSU and your position in dining services. Um, well, honestly, if I have to speak about Ohio State, the time that we have allocated mm -hmm. for our conversation won't be enough. But I, uh, I'm an assistant director with uh, University Dining Services, and I provide oversight for a few dining service retail operations on campus, uh, including quick service restaurants, cafes, and convenience stores. We serve approximately 7,000 guests each day. Um, I have in my team, um, on my team, 16 managers, 12 full-time employees, and approximately 406 student employees. As a team, we focus on developing people, building cohesive and high-performing teams, and operational efficiency all of which are geared towards providing extraordinary food and authentic service to the students and the university community at large. Thank you. And we'll get more into the how you've had to adapt and change you and your team through all this pandemic and having students in attendance and students not here and some students here. So we'll, we'll get more into that in just a few minutes. But before you started the MBOE program, Rahul, uh, what was your experience with you know, as far as operational excellence and lean, um, did you already incorporate that into the things that you did in, in dining services or how much did you, you know, what was really your background? So uh, I'm fortunate uh, that our senior director, Zia Ahmed, uh, has been a huge proponent of lean uh, ever since he joined the university. Uh, in fact, he also did uh, uh, Six Sigma program at Fisher, maybe about 10 years ago. Um, so since 2011, I've worked uh, closely with a couple of faculty at Fisher College and have been sponsoring Six Sigma projects for the undergraduate students majoring in operations management uh, by providing them with capstone projects at the retail locations. So as a project sponsor, I used to attend regular project review meetings with the students. And honestly, that's where my lean journey began. Okay, so with Cheryl Dickerson and the undergraduate students? Yes, yep. Yeah, so at Fisher, we have, um, there's, you know, a lean OpEx class for undergraduate students and they work on its projects and principles. So they, the students take a principles course the first semester and then they take a projects course and they work with um, um, different agencies and organizations across Columbus on what, you know, implementing what they've learned. And so that's what Rahul is talking about, that they've sponsored some of these, these projects. So 
Rahul, is that how then you learned about MBOE? Because I know that we had a discussion, I don't know, almost a year and a half, two years ago now uh, about MBOE. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was, honestly, I was inspired by the students who worked on the capstone projects that I sponsored. Um, without ex exception, Laurie, every project that uh, the students worked on resulted in, uh, you know, some kind of a process change that resulted in efficiencies gained or uh, reduction in waste or defects. And what was remarkable was that these projects were completed within one semester with the students making approximately, you know, 10 or maybe a dozen on-site visits during that semester to collect data. So, um, you know, at that time, I used to be an operations manager. And while I was delighted with the improvements that the students had demonstrated, I admitted, you know, I admit feeling, why didn't I figure it out in the first place? Because the answers were right in front of me. That's what triggered my interest in Lean Six Sigma. And over the years, you know, I had heard about the program. And I was kind of dragging my feet about, you know, should I take the plunge? Uh, and so finally, as uh, you know, what was it, a year and a half ago, I just decided that, you know, it's time to do it. And I, I contacted you and, you know, here we are a year and a half later, I'm a proud alum and a product of the MUA program. And also uh, part of a historic cohort, which will uh, go down as the COVID cohort. So. Oh, the cohort. As uh, you know, as fortunate it is, it, you, you guys had a lot of resilience to get through this program in a year that has been so just completely different than anything we've ever known, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The COVID cohort, that is how the 2020 class is known throughout MBOE now. So interesting fact that you, you stated is, you know, you said you had these, these teams of students coming in and working on these projects for you and, and did 10 to 12 visits. And you're saying, you know, these things were right in front of you and you saw them every day, but you didn't make those changes. And I think with MBUE, it teaches you how to step back and step out of what always happens on an everyday basis and look at a problem differently, right? Oh, Is that absolutely, absolutely? It gives you, I mean, it's 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 a complete paradigm shift. Um, so, um, you know, it's uh, we we operate in silos and we have blinders on for for the most part and. You know, the, going through the program just kind of opened my eyes to uh, to everything that uh, you know that's that's around me. Um, so it was amazing. And so, one thing too is in this program you get a coach, so you get someone to work with that, with you throughout the whole throughout the whole 12, 13 months. And so you worked with Linda Richmond from the USPS. She was your coach. So how did that help you? kind of navigate your way through MBOE and making process changes with your team? So, uh, I mean, Linda, a couple of words about her. She's just an, an awesome uh, coach uh, and, and her journey, her career is, is an inspiration in itself. Uh, and uh, she, 
you know, she kept my uh, my nose to the wheel and and made me and made sure that you know I was uh, on task um, uh, despite all the stuff that was going on. Um, you know, um, on the professional front, she made sure that I stayed on task with my project and kept goading me on. Uh, but you know, the beauty of the program is that uh, a lot of the faculty, uh, most of the coaches, if I'm not mistaken, have been through the program themselves. They know exactly how you're feeling. They have been in your shoes before. So, uh, you know, they know, uh, they can give you very relevant and timely feedback to course correct. And so that's, that's, a, uh, that's a huge advantage uh, that you, you know, that the MBOE program has. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the, the, the methodology and the way learning takes place is so different from what I've ever done before. Um, sorry, did you have a second question, Laurie? I... No, we were just talking about Linda to see, you know, as having a coach, how that helped you navigate through, especially during this year as being, you know, with the pandemic. But yeah, they're invaluable. And you're right. Not all of our coaches were MBOE alum, but a, a lot of them are. And I think you're, it, it does help for them to understand exactly what you're experiencing, you know. And so I think that's true about my position, too, is when I when I speak to somebody about the program, like when I first met you, you know, sure, obviously, I want to speak great things about MBOE and sell the program and get students. But I also was through the program. So I know and I always tell and I, and I told you and I tell everyone I speak to you're going to be overwhelmed at first. Be prepared. You know, it's in, and, and I think I could put myself into the shoes of an incoming or prospective student and just help in that way too. But anyway, they are invaluable. Having that experience is invaluable to, to our prospective students and current students, but. And so it's we, a me, I, you know, uh, I have to tell you that uh, what you told me in our first meeting was, uh, was something that I never forgot. And that was, you know, like you said, initially it's going to be overwhelming, but it starts falling into place and making sense by around session three or session four. And that's pretty much what happened. Uh, that's pretty much what happened because, uh, you know, I, I guess when you're doing 36 credits in 13 months, you do get uh, hit with a lot and, you know, you, it takes some time to get your feet, but then you, you're right. You know, it's that halfway stage that, it all begins to click. Uh, and I never forgot uh, those words because session two and, you know, as part of session three, I was, I was wondering, what am I doing? What have I got myself into? And then it began to fall into place. And yep. it, it does definitely. I usually say that, you know, by session three or four, the light bulb comes on. You're like, okay, I see how it all fits now. It just takes a little while. If the transition is, is there and the, the, you know, for those that have not as much experience in lean and OPEX as, as some others might, it, it, it is a huge transition, a huge way of learning and, and a change to the way you normally think, you know, so it's, um, but it's, you know, it's great. And so going back to being the, you know, the COVID cohort, how did what you learned in MBOE over the year help you and your team adapt to the many changes that you at Ohio State and all of us that work, work in an academic institution 
you know, one day we have students, then we don't have students, and then you only have so many students, you had international students or, or whatever that was at, in the beginning. How did that help you, what you learned? How did that help you adapt with your team and really meet the needs that you needed to meet? So, um, you know, uh, let, me, let me answer this in, in two parts. One is pre-COVID and one is uh, the post-COVID world that we now inhabit, right? But I think, the, I think a couple of things that happened that influenced me or the impact that the program had on my leadership style um, was actually in becoming more self-aware and, and mindful um, in the sense that, you know, becoming more aware of my organization's true north and making sure that all personnel on my team are aware of their impact and contribution to the common goals. Um, being aware that most often the answers lie not in the conference room, uh, but on the shop floor. Um, learning to accept that my job is not to have all the answers, rather it is to learn how to ask the right questions uh, with humility, and most importantly, help frame the problem. Um, you know, we, at least in, in food service, uh, you know, we spend pretty much a lot of time fighting fires and you get into this problem solving mode, which you, where you think you're solving the problem and you have all the answers uh, because things come at you uh, from all directions. And I realized that, you know, that uh, was so ineffective. Um, so learning to spend time on framing the problem, you know, and understanding what is it that we are solving um, was, uh, was a huge uh, learning from the program. And, you know, I hope to be able to get, to get my team to a place where they can ask me why, uh, you know, because understanding fosters commitment, which leads to better outcomes for everybody involved. So I, I think that those are the general learnings for me from the program, apart from all the wonderful tools that you pick up. Um, the, talking about the post-COVID and you know, how, what I learned from the program helped me pivot and adjust. Um, you know, I, I didn't think going into the program in December, 2019, anybody, had the slightest clue what we were in for, including the program, right? Uh, right? We, we didn't know uh, what was going to happen in three months. Um, in, in, in food service, we, we generally plan for the worst and hope for the best. Uh, and and in, in my line of work, change is, is constant. So to some extent, pivoting and adjusting was something that I've been used to in my career, but just not this scale. Uh, my original capstone project had to be terminated when the university closed and sent the students home. And I had to start on a new project in uh, May, which meant I had only half the normal time available to complete the project, which is six months. But as if that wasn't enough pressure, the project's importance was such that it needed to be implemented before the start of the school year in August. Um, so, there was, there was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, 
active in time, real time application of the stuff that we were learning in class that I was applying to um, to my capstone project. There wasn't a moment to waste. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. So with this with this cohort, uh, unfortunately, many of them, many of your fellow students were in the same boat as you that they had to stop. Um, either their their projects got halted, or they had to do a completely different projects and 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 still make it through. And obviously there was a, a you know we we helped any way we could the faculty and staff. But yeah, you guys were impacted when something's supposed to be you know coherently working for the 13 months, and all of a sudden you're like, wait, I have to stop. So luckily, what you learned for the first few months helped you move forward with the new project, but maybe you could share, would you share uh, what your capstone project was, the, the first and the second one? It, you know, the, uh, looking back, they, they were kind of related. The first project was, uh, we were trying to solve for long wait times at uh, one of our traditions, uh, all you care to eat dining facilities at uh, the, especially the stations where the food was uh, made to order, like the action station, where in the morning we would make omelets to order and on certain um, uh, special nights, we would also make steaks to order. So we needed a better, we needed, we needed to find out, you know, if we could be more efficient with, um, with that entire process and reduce the wait time for the guests. And we were, uh, as part of the problem solving journey, we were exploring the possibility of using technology to solve for um, long wait times using a mobile ordering app. So anyway, that got terminated uh, in March. And then the, I mean, the, the, the need of uh, dining service uh, operations all over was to be able to safely reopen in the fall. And we had to figure out how do we do it without, um, you know, contributing to the spread of the virus. Instead, we want to be able to mitigate and take measures, whatever were necessary. So there was a lot of out of the box thinking that was involved. Um, and you know, very quickly, as we got more information about the, the virus and its spread, uh, we realized that 80% of most uh, diseases spread through touch points. And on campus, uh, you know, uh, we have thousands and thousands of uh, transactions taking place every day uh, in, in all our locations. And it became imperative. The number one thing was we had to reduce the touch points. So what I was tasked, tasked with, even from the department uh, outside of the capstone project was to find a way that would allow us to uh, safely serve food to our students uh, and you know, allow them to have a stress-free um, you know, experience uh, during fall of 2020 with all that was going on. So in a, in a nutshell, my project was to reduce uh, touch points at the marketplace on Neil uh, by 75%. And uh, 
Long story short, we were able to reduce touch points by approximately 96%. Oh. And uh, we limited the number of uh, students or guests who could come in. We switched to a mobile ordering system uh, where we eliminated the need for cashiers. So um, essentially you couldn't enter the premises until you had received your order notification and you had to show us your order notification and you we had clear signs you would go to a shelf uh, pick up your food you had the option to eat in or leave and we had reduced uh, dine-in seating capacity by 60 percent so all this along with you know very aggressive safety and sanitation measures um, helped us successfully navigate uh, fall opening and we i did a quick uh, study for the months of september and, and october i looked at the numbers we did lose about 8000 transactions uh, because we were you know sort of controlling the uh, the inflow of guests, but to my surprise, uh, year over year, revenue actually went up by 1%, despite losing 7% uh, transaction counts. Wow. So all in all, it was it was quite a successful project. That's good. So it, so what you what you implemented in in August, you will or autumn, you're going to implement again for springs when they come back in two weeks. Yes, nothing has changed throughout the department. Whatever measures we had in, not just at the marketplace, but across dining services, those uh, measures are remain, you know, they remain in force because nothing has changed from the pandemic. But we found that we were able to successfully, uh, you know, meet the needs of our students. Uh, and the feedback that our senior director got in conversations uh, with focus group and student groups was that they loved it. Uh, we became very efficient with, uh, uh, with this model. So going forward, I think there's definitely going to be parts of this that we will retain um, just because of how efficient it is, um, you know, for the, for everybody, for us, uh, and, and our customers. Right. So you said that there was, which is really great, right? But, and you will continuously improve those, those processes as well. But one thing you said is there are signs and things when people come in. So one thing you learn in MBUE is about visual management, right? So having, having those, those signs or those things that show people where to go and what to do, what the process is, is also helpful for efficiency purposes. And, um, there were just so many things, Laurie, that I was applying in, in, in real time. Speaking of signage, uh, we, uh, you know, as you're aware, the university gave us some standard stock signs to, uh, which we put up all across campus. But uh, every, you know, organization, every department had to customize their own. So while we had come up with some signs uh, we thought were, were good, I got feedback from one of my students, or uh, I think it was an assistant manager, who said that, you know, it's all well and good when we tell people that they need to download the app, but what about students who 
here who don't know anything about it until they come to our door wanting to enter um, and they don't know about this app. So that was a, that was a glaring omission on, on, on our part. So, you know, they came up with a, a very visual uh, sign that, uh, that made it very easy for anybody to learn how to download the app. So we didn't have to turn anybody away. If they didn't have the app, there was that sign uh, which instructed them how to download the app and it was done in a matter of seconds and they could place their order and come back. Yeah, so, yeah. I think one thing that we that we do and everyone does is you know what you're thinking, you know the way it should be. So we sometimes fail to realize that somebody else might not have been communicated with or knows what you know. You just expect them to know, right? It's just like, well, this is just common sense, but you know, you're right. Maybe those students, particular students, didn't read the communication or didn't weren't on the website or didn't read their email or who knows what, right? So being able to you know, immediately download the app on whatever platform you have and order food, you're right. They're not going hungry. They're not being turned away. They can just right. have to wait a couple extra minutes, right? So until their order is is called upon and, and they can come in and get the food. So yeah, that's great. Just and, and having a team of people to think and help you. That's why they always say, you know, you you hire people that are smart and are efficient and, and you make your job easier. That's that's what you know, because you can't know everything, right? No. As a, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So I guess Rahul, what is one specific or foundational concept that you learned going through the MBOE program? Oh, without a doubt, uh, you know, define the problem. What are we solving for? It's just, if, if I look back prior to MBOE, the amount of rework that I had to do because the decision was made uh, without giving it uh, you know, new thought to the problem. Um, you, you know, it, I, I wish I could have all that time back. I've wasted a lot of time, um, you know, just shooting from the hip. So I think the foundational concept, the biggest takeaway from for me was, you know, uh, was defining the problem. What are what are we solving for? Once you answer that question. And that takes half the amount of time. Then, then the rest is is easy. And then you know, can, uh, process improvement, continuous improvement is just that. It is continuous. You you don't rest on your laurels. You you know you see how you can raise the bar. What else uh, is it that you can do? And I think this was uh, um, Rick's words, right? If, if you think you don't have a problem, you have a bigger problem. Right. So, that's true. And, and MBOE, you know, many times we think when we have a problem or an issue or a process that's not efficient, we think we know what the problem is. And like you say, you're shooting from your hip. Okay, this is the problem. Let's just fix it. But until you go down and, and, and get to the root cause and understand why you're having the problem, maybe one of the things you thought of is a reason for the problem was part of the reason, but there's other things there's other variables that come into that and really to look at the, the root cause and, and experiment with how you're going to move forward really is what MBOE teaches. And, and you're right. If you think you don't have a problem, then you have a bigger problem because everyone has problems. Yeah, continuously improving just because you fixed this problem. Like you said, this is what you're going to do moving forward with spring. 
but you will continuously look at those processes and update them and make them better as you go because there are different variables and things are going to happen, right? So anyway, that's, that's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a whole different way of learning to think. Um, and, you know, in, in, in restaurants, we have the saying, you're only as good as your last table served. So you did a fantastic job on the previous one. Guess what? Now you have a brand new set of things to deal with. So it's it's just constant. And and so there were a lot of things from my hotel school days that came back and I was like, yes, I've, I've, I, I've learned this concept, but this is where I'm internalizing it. Yeah, that's really, that's a, that's a good analogy. So always, always meet the needs of your customer, make their experience the best that they can have. Right. And that's what we should do for everyone. Yep. You know, we, are customer focused um and even for mboe our customers are our students you know so we are here to serve all of you <laughs> basically so rahul what advice would you give to someone a prospective student what you know about if they're exploring the mboe program what would you say to somebody that's you know just has a conversation with you and says you know i think i might be interested what do you think well, as you know, I've already had a conversation with Damon, who is now in the 21 cohort. So, uh, but, uh, you know, if what I would tell them is, if you want to embark on, on a journey that, that begins with unlearning everything you've been taught on problem solving, where you open your mind to think beyond the limits of the silos that you you currently occupy, um, you know, where where not just the faculty but your cohort comprises of leaders from manufacturing, healthcare, nonprofit, federal agencies, service industry, finance, IT, you know, where where learning happens by participating in and sometimes just observing. Uh, intellectually stimulating and absorbing exchange of ideas and experiences instead of being lectured to. And, and in real time, simultaneously applying those learnings in a capstone project that has a measurable ROI to your organization and, and sharpening your knowledge by imparting it to uh, your team at work. Uh, that's why you should do uh, the MBOE, and and I'm I'm a bit biased here, so uh, you know, and and an MBA uh, gives you a resume adjustment, in in my opinion, whereas an MBOE gives you an attitude adjustment that extends far beyond your professional life. Well, thank you, because my next question was, how has this influence? How has MBOE influenced? you know, not only your professional life, but your personal life, you know, what, what changes or, you know, do you think differently? Like what, what, what's, what changes have you seen? So, yeah, I mean, when, when I think about the influence on my personal life, so um, I've established a standardized work process at home for cooking, cleaning and laundry. Um, for instance, there's a weekly menu which dictates the grocery list, which I, which means I end up utilizing most of the items that I buy at Kroger. That helps me reduce food waste at home. Um, and once the groceries come in, 
I try and prep in advance as much as I can. So uh, meats are marinated and frozen in pre-portioned bags. Uh, veggies are cut and kept ready to cook. Um, you know, in Indian cuisine, we use a lot of onions and tomatoes in sauces. So I chop and saute them in advance. So all what uh, all this allows me to do is when I come back from work, it, I am able to cook a fresh home cooked meal for my children in less than 30 minutes every day versus what would take me an hour and a half. Um, influence on personal growth and, and learning. You know, I, I'm still figuring out um, all, all, all that I learned in, in the program, it's going to take a while to list all the situations that, that contributed to my personal growth uh, in different ways over the last year. Uh, but like the rest of my cohort, I had many amazing and unexpected uh, experiences. What is true uh, is that from day one, I was well outside my comfort zone. And I pretty much remained there until the end, especially data analytics, despite Draper and Meekyong, you know, at their best efforts, data analytics still, uh, you know, uh, is just not my wheelhouse. Fantastic topic. But I think the biggest learning uh, for me in my personal growth was to get outside my comfort zone and open my mind to the possibilities that I never had the courage to imagine. And I'm so glad that I went through the program. Well, that's, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. You know, before I went through the program, a faculty member had said this to me and I had never heard this statement before, but you know, until he said it and then I heard it all the time, but he said, be ready, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Learn how to get comfortable being uncomfortable because you will be uncomfortable learning this new material with these amazingly smart talented people in your cohort you know like you said there's there's healthcare there's federal workers there's everybody i mean it's you have surgeons with plant managers and people working like you and me at ohio state and you have people with usps and you have veterans and current military personnel and it's just it's amazing the people that you meet and the experiences that you get from the experiences of your cohort uh, remarkable. That's the only word that, that, that comes to mind. Yeah, it's great. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking your time to talk to me about your experience. And if anybody listening to this um, podcast or this, um, this alumni conversation, if you have any information or if you have any questions or want any information about MBOE, please reach out to me. Um, my contact information will be will be online and I'd be happy to talk to you about MBOE if you want to talk to Rahul about anything that he experienced I'm sure that Rahul you'd make yourself available to anybody as well and and, and I can you know give you his contact information if you'd like that absolutely thank you Laurie and uh, go Bucks. For more information on the Master of Business Operational Excellence Program, visit fisher.osu.edu backslash M-B-O-E.